hey, hey, and welcome to the Talks with Free podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Simmons. Folks, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you had a wonderful week. Guys, uh, where did January go? Hmm? Uh, we're almost at the end. Next week is actually the last week in January, and I, I am not complaining. <laughs> I'm not complaining because that means summer and spring is almost here. And I don't care if you're saying that I'm rushing the year. I would like the warmth to be at my doorstep. So January, bye-bye. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. Um, but it's time for February. And I hope that February will be as mild as January. Folks, I have been on this high from the Leap of Faith series. As I mentioned before, um, I mentioned last year that along with the Outside Looking In series that I will be starting the Leap of Faith series where I will be interviewing folks who have either taken steps towards a major shift in life, be it deciding to move to another country, another state, shifting in their career, or, you know, like your girl, I started a podcast last year. Yes. So, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. And it's been wonderful. And I've been interviewing some amazing people. Um, and my guest this week is also amazing. Um, I've actually watched this young lady grow and mature into someone who is just absolutely inspiring. So my guest this week is none other than Kadian Townsend. Kadian is a lawyer, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. She has a bachelor's degree in forensic psychology and a minor in criminology from John Jay College of Criminal Justice. She also has a Juris Doctorate Law degree from the University of the District of Columbia and was recently named, okay, mm -hmm, I know you guys are listening to all the credentials and you're like, wow, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. That's so amazing. But there is more, you know, like how to say, and there's more, but there is more. Okay. Kadian, right. Was recently named one of the national bar association, 2022 power 100 young lawyers. I don't know if you understand how big of a deal that is because, um, First of all, she's Jamaican. Burr, 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 burr. Yes, I'm going to continue to do my own voice effects because why not? Uh, but <laughs> um, being in the fact that uh, for women lawyers, right? I think for black women lawyers, I think there's probably like 0.2%. Another friend of mine, she's also a lawyer. And we were discussing the fact that the numbers, right? For black female lawyers are so low. So the fact that my girl was named the power 100 young lawyers, we got to give it up for that. Okay. Please give it up for the girl. And, you know, along with that, Kadian currently works for a New York city corporate law firm and is a member of the Washington bar association committee on legislative affairs in the district of Columbia. I have more, I have more deets y'all. I have more deets. I was going to let her talk about it, but I'm so proud. <laughs> I am so proud of this chick. So, you know, Kadian is very passionate about advocacy and dedicates a lot of time in serving her community. Um, I can tell you this as someone who has watched her uh, for all these years. She has assisted in representing low-income individuals with DC and IRS tax controversies and is the co-founder of the Townsend Family Foundation, which for the past seven years has provided college scholarships to high school students. Okay. And let me just, let me just plug this for you guys. She was doing this while she was in college. She was doing this while she was in undergrad. So you want to talk about service. There are people who talk about it. 
but she's about it. All right. So <laughs> she is driven, disciplined, and committed. Um, she brings great energy and insight to every endeavor that she has joined to. For, you know, most of all, Kadian is a child of God and aims to lead her life and business with faith. Kadian, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Oh my God, you were reading. I was like, that really me? <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it happens. Thank That's what so happens much. when you don't, you know, you don't like toot your own horn. Like when you, you know, you listen to it, sometimes you're like, is that me? But it is you. Right. <laughs> so I gave the folks, you know, a, an intro. I gave the folks an intro on everything that you've done, but I wanted to know, is there anything else you wanted to add to the long list of accomplishments? Um, so I think you covered most of it, um, but currently I am one of the candidates for the um, board for the Global Jamaica Diaspora Council. And essentially Ooh. the council is an advisory board to the Jamaican government. Yeah, so they advise on matters that impact Jamaicans living abroad. Um, but I'm sure we'll get into that and I can provide more information as we um, get into our conversation. We most definitely will. We most definitely will. I think um, anything that can be of benefit to the culture is always important and needed to be shared. So we will definitely talk more about that. But Kaden, we're here to talk about your leap of faith journey into law. I think um, well, we met in church, right? Cause I, before we started recording, I was like, well, how do we meet? And he's like, I don't know how we met. And I was like, wait, we met in church, <laughs> but right. there was, there was, <laughs> there was always something that, um, we have, we've always had like a connection with your family and my family because, you know, aside from being Jamaicans, yes, but we, we have a very strong family bond. Um, and, I think we recognize that in each other and we've kind of pulled ourselves with that. Right. So that's what kind of bonded us together is our mutual um, bond for family. Right. So here we are. Oh, yeah, no, I think that's absolutely spot on. Um, our families do have a lot of parallels and just being family oriented, our story of coming here to this country and our parents coming here um, from Jamaica and just like pursuing better life and greater life. Um, and of course, like I'm in the same age group with, you and your siblings and my brother and, and, and your brother. So yeah, definitely just gravitate to you guys. Like we're family. Yeah. I love it. Um, so we're going to get into the deeds. We're going to get into the juice of this, right? Uh, your leap of faith story is the fact that you've always wanted to pursue law, right? You always wanted to become a lawyer. I think from, I have known you, it's something that you've been very vocal about and it hasn't necessarily been an easy journey. So um, can you share with the listeners about your journey into law? Right. So from a very early age, um, I wanted to be a lawyer. I actually didn't remember this, but my mom reminded me of this um, when I was in college. She told me that when I was six, I told her that I wanted, well, I told my dad that I wanted to be a lawyer and he told her. And I'm like, I definitely don't remember saying that. Um, I grew up in St. Mary, in the countryside, definitely didn't have any lawyers in my family. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know any lawyers in my community, so I feel personally like that was probably something divine that I said that. Uh, but yeah, being a lawyer has always been a dream for me. I have always found passion in advocating for other people, whether it's my peers or people who just don't have a voice or people who might not have the courage to speak for themselves. I've always 
just gravitated to those people and just always wanted to advocate for them and to be that voice for them. Um, so being a lawyer, I can't picture myself doing anything other than that. And the, the journey to law school was definitely not an easy one. I graduated college in 2015 and I got accepted to law school after many attempts. <laughs> but unfortunately I had to I had to defer because my family, the truth of matter, my family just cannot afford to send me to law school. Law school is very expensive. Mm-hmm. And I ended up having to take a break. And I told myself, like, I might not be able to be a lawyer, but what's the next best thing? So I did some research and even though I had a degree in forensic psychology, I decided to, you know stay out of that realm and that world for a little bit and to work as a paralegal. So I did that for a couple of years and then I was able to get into law school um, and God just worked everything out just seamlessly. He really just, there's no way I could have done it without him, you know? So, yeah. Um, You mentioned the fact that, you know, you got into law school, right? I remember it was a huge celebration in church. It was just like, ah! Because all we know is that you've always talked about being a lawyer. And then, you know, the disappointment came because the reality is, like you said, right, it just it just wasn't able financially to be afforded. And I think even watching you right from the sidelines, I saw where I saw changing you. Right. I saw a change in that. It's not that you were knocked down, but I think you you recalibrated if that makes any sense. And you, you became a different person. I saw like, there was like another force where you're like, listen, you, you might say, oh, I may not be able to be a lawyer. So what's the next best thing? But I honestly think that that moment of interruption shifted things for you in a way that you ended up eventually going off to law school, but I wanted to stay in the moment of that disappointment, right? What was that like for you? How did that feel with your peers? You know, what was that like with your relationship with God? Like, what was the, what was your response? Right. I guess I should contextualize what I said about like the next, next thing being a parallel mm-hmm. for not even a second. Did I ever think like I wasn't going to be a lawyer? Like, I'm a very determined person. So it's always like, I'm going to get to point from point A to B. The method and the means might be different. And I think that's what you're talking about. Recalibrating Um, and and recalibrating. That was the thing for me. Like, well, okay, I have to kind of shift gears and re-strategize. But in the meantime, the next best thing is to be a paralegal, to learn the skills of a a lawyer, to be around lawyers, to be in that community. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was the shift. That was like a practical shift. Um, as far as like faith, it definitely made me dig deeper and get closer to God. I think when you're going for something big, like you can't approach it just in any regular way that you have approached other things. If you're going for something new, you're going to need a new strategy. You might need to fast a little more, pray a little more, get more mentors. And um, the disappointment definitely made me draw closer to God. And it, it changed everything about me. I mean, I, I used to be someone who posted a lot on social media, like I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm going to law school. I'm, you know, all those things. I stopped doing that after um, the disappointment of, of not being able to go to law school because it's embarrassing. To me, it's, it was embarrassing. Like, man, I put myself out there and everyone's expecting me to do such great things and now mm-hmm. I'm not going. You know? So it was just, yeah. I felt like if I shared less, it would be less of what I called a disappointment or embarrassment or 
whatever feelings you may be feeling, you could go through that by yourself. But when you put it out there, like it's you and the world and then you feel yeah. so much weight. So yeah, that experience definitely taught me a lot about leaning into God and purpose and trusting his plan and what he wants to do, as well as just how to operate in life and not make as many announcements <laughs> until Moving the right silence. time. <laughs> right. Right. A friend of mine, I, she was on um, the last episode, but when she was going to doing her journey into nursing, she said, she was like, you know, don't even tell people until you graduate nurse school. She's like, no, actually don't even say anything until you've passed your boards <laughs> because she's like, it, it's sometimes it's a lot <laughs> and people are watching and you know, it's, it's weird. I think, I think social media sometimes add like this extra layer of expectation, right? And all we see are like, oh my gosh, this, the good stuff. Um, but then when life gets real, right? No one posts about that. No one posts about like, listen, this was supposed to happen and it didn't. And this is where right. I'm at. Um, I mean, just listening to you and even just talking about the fact that you were like, listen, I, I, hold back a bit. I got closer to God. You know, Katie, I'm, I'm meant to call you Cody because we, you know, Jamaicans, we have, we have multiple names. Okay. And we know her as Cody. <laughs> you guys know her as Katian. So I am struggling right now not to call her Cody. Even um, it, it's hard um, because, you know, we're doing this interview, but what I will say is even just listening to you, um, I feel like you could write a book. I feel like you could write a book about your experience. Um, uh, and, and the reason why I say that is because, and this is what leap of faith is about, right? Like leap of faith is, is you sharing your journey and sharing the ups and downs, but understanding that, um, when you, when you take a step forward, right? Like it really is, you don't know how it's going to happen. That's what faith is. But I think for your perspective, right? I think sharing your story, um, in the form of a book and people might be like, well, she's, she's not even 30 yet. What's she doing with a book? Girl, you could, you could write a book. You could write a book. You could write a book about your journey. Oh, oh, it is. Okay. See, look at that. I didn't even know. Like the story, like, People just have to hear the story. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it's really not about me. And I I love your series, Leap of Faith, because that's really what it is. Like, I mean, I went from not being able to go to law school because I couldn't afford it to taking the leap of faith, not even knowing where I was going to live when I moved to D.C., how I was going to pay for school, and God just worked it out. I graduated law school debt-free. Hello. I did. I took the LSAT four times. Like, I'm just not a great test taker or I was yeah. I usually am not a great test taker and I went from that to graduating cum laude like this don't happen without faith it, like it's it, not it, even exactly at this point. right it's <laughs> like law and faith I don't know we're throwing out book titles here because folks this is what right, we do right. this is what we do on the podcast right we plan we strategize but yes. <laughs> but I you I know just so. just just listening to just listening to just that part of it, right? The journey into um, your career into law, like it's not an easy one. Folks might look at you now and they're like, well, she's a lawyer, that's great. But they don't understand um, what it took, right? The sacrifices. So you mentioned the fact that you went away to law school, right? My question to you is, have you ever lived away from home? And how was that transition? 
Yeah, I never lived away from home. So I went to John Jay. And for your listeners who might not be from New York, I live in New York and John Jay's in Manhattan. So I used to commute into the city every day for school. And when it was time for me to go to D.C., I was like excited because, you know, Chocolate City, D.C., brunch on Sundays. Always heard of that. But like moving there and being by myself, I didn't have family out there. You know, I've never I was never away from home for more than like a weekend. So moving was it was very taxing. I mean, I low-key used to call my mom every day, like, I want to come home. Like, I hate it here. I don't know anybody here. Like, I wanted to go home so badly. And one day, it was just like, you do understand no one's forcing you to be here. Like, <laughs> you made the choice to come here. And it just shifted everything. I felt like that was God just telling me, like, you can't pursue something and then cry about it at the same time because you're creating right. frustration mm. that you're not even eating at the highest level. So I really just had to shift my my focus and after that like it just became it became fun like I started meeting new people I started enjoying life a little more I mean it was during COVID so I, I didn't really get to mm-hmm. see a lot of DC the first year but um yeah the transition just felt much easier after I allowed myself to be uncomfortable in that situation and just embrace it right um there's two things that you mentioned you mentioned you know, you had to, you had to shift, right? Cause you were like, I'm, I can't, I, I got to go to law school some way, somehow. God is like, all right, bet here, law school. It's in DC. You're like, all right, fine. That's fine. And then you're there and you're like, I don't want to be here. I want to be home. I want my mama, I, please. Why am I here? And God is like, hold on a second. You just asked me to go to law school. I made it happen. What's going on? And you're like, right. Like that shift in perspective. And it's something that I've spoken about um, on the podcast is the fact that, you have to shift your perspective when, when, when things happen, right? Like you have to, it's an everyday thing. You have to shift the way you think, because if you don't, you will continuously be in the same position that you're in. So you could have sat there and been like, I don't want to, I just, I, I'm not comfortable here. I don't want to be here. And that dream of going to law school would have been through the window, right? Because you couldn't, get yourself out of your mind, right? And God had to remind you of your why. Why did you want to do this? Because I wanted to be a lawyer. Okay, let's make it happen. So you had to remember your why. And, you know, oh my gosh, you know, sometimes I've talked in a podcast before how God always has a sense of humor because um, (laughs) there, even like just the past two weeks, like, within my space there's been things that have happened and i've just been like i don't know if i can do this i'm like god what what's this and last week i remember i was in church or on my way to church and i you know god was like remember your why right Mm -hmm. remember why you're doing this remember why you wanted to do this and then just hearing you talking about it right now is just like another confirmation for me because you have to remember your why in the things that you're doing right Absolutely. Cody, you you went through law school, you went through the process of being away from your family. We talked about the fact that our families are like our foundation, right? You're really yeah. close to your family. But you had to remember the why in going to law school. And you you said that you were there during COVID. So even, you know, the expectation of like, oh, Chocolate City brunch on Sundays, this, 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 you didn't even have that much. So speak no. about that. Yeah. Yeah, I really did not have that much. Um, but I think 
you can't be who you are and try to be who like who you're becoming at the same time like you have to let go of certain things and there's things that you have to sacrifice right um I think I just tried to to really just take the positive out of the entire COVID situation and doing law school online for more than half of my law school experience um we all went through it together I lived really close to Harvard Law School even though I attended UBC so I was able to build community with students there and at my school and interestingly enough that was also the time during the Trump administration, which there was so much happening in the government and law. And I don't know if exciting is the right word, but it was definitely a lot that was relevant to my legal experience and what I was learning in school. So I tried to focus on those things. And, you know, although I might not have been able to enjoy the social aspect of DC, I definitely was able to glean from like all the government um, things that was happening in government, things that happened legally, legislation, and just all of that. So I think shifting your perspective and always trying to find the positive in whatever situation is definitely makes it much easier and you find purpose in it. I love it. I I wrote down a quote that you just said, and I think that's going to be one of the posts for the, for Instagram, right? Because you, you said you can't be who you are and be who you're becoming at the same time, right? That's like literally trying to jump the, jump the gun. Right. And I think that's something that a lot of folks don't don't realize Like you have to you have to grow through the process of becoming right Um, and allow that your destination that you'll get there. You can't act like your destination and you're still messed up. So I look at you and I see I see this young woman who has really gone through significant growth gone through significant challenges, but at the same time remained humble throughout. And, you know, just now you're here and it's like, okay, it's not the finished product because you're still young in your legal career, but it's, it's something that we can be celebrating. You know what I mean? The, so I'm going to kind of step away from law school a little bit, because while I mentioned about the fact that you're a philanthropist, you're an entrepreneur, Folks may not know, and I mentioned to you before we started recording, the fact that you and your brother, I don't know, were you guys, were you in your teens? Listen, I mean, we were enterprising. Yeah. You've always been enterprising, right? But you guys started a cleaning (laughs) company, right? And have you always just been business minded or just like enterprising in your, in your, in your ideas or, or thoughts? Yeah. So the cleaning company came about, my brother, I think he was a junior in college. And I think I was a freshman or maybe he was a sophomore, I was a senior in high school. But around that age group, um, yeah, he had this idea. And like you said, I'm very close with my family. Like my brother is my best friend, my partner in crime. Like that's my guy. And uh, yeah, I, I really looked up to him when I was younger. I still do in some, in some regards, even I can't tell him that. But uh, he had this idea to create a cleaning company. And I was like, that sounds like fun. Like, let's do it. We can make some money. Like, let's do it. So it was really him leading the charge with that. But I think we always did have like an entrepreneurial spirit. My mom in her younger days, and even now, like she's still um, business savvy. And my dad, he runs his his own company. So I think it's just something that's just innate to us. But uh, business and and philanthropy, like that, those have always been passions of ours. Um, Even now, we don't have the cleaning company anymore, but... um, my brother is a real estate agent, so that's mm-hmm. what he does by profession, and he's investing more. And last month, I, I purchased my first multi-family property in Pennsylvania. So 
still very business oriented, just different endeavors, but it's, it's always been there. I think it's important, you know? Um, we have many skills and talents, everyone does. And I think it's important that we explore those things. So yeah. 100%. And not only that, but you know, we talked about the fact that we're both Scorpios and we don't, we don't talk about ourselves. Yes. <laughs> Scorpio gang. Um, <laughs> but even, you know, I think for younger folks, right. For folks who are looking for someone to, um, have like as a mentor, someone that they can, whether it's like hands-on mentor or like a virtual mentor, right? Like they're looking at you vicariously and they're living. It's important for your story to be shared because it is inspiring, right? Like you were a freshman in high school, your brother was a junior in college and you're, he was like, we should do a cleaning company, right? And because of that bond with your sibling, right? You're like, sure, let's let's make it happen. We, you know, we don't have business M- MBAs. There's no thought there's no there's no actual like degrees behind us to say okay you know we're gonna start a business and they're like well we're you know you have credibility where's your where's your show us what what business have you where you're like no we're just gonna do this with pure passion right and you guys were successful right and you're like okay on to the next we're gonna do real estate your brother's in real estate and you're like all right bro I got your back, right? It's all about building that legacy, right? And I think that's something that we've always had in common is the fact that we think legacy building, right? So for your, for your family, it's here we are. How can we do this? We can be enterprising in so many different ways. So it might not be cleaning right now, but it's it's we're going to take over the whole real estate world. <laughs> no. Yes, yes, yes. I think, you know, I always say that if God doesn't do something to me, it won't be because I didn't believe. Like, any idea that I have, I just feel like I just have to go for it. Because, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Like, if, if you fail, you still learn. You had a great time. You probably made, made some new, new friends, new experiences. So I've never really shied away from going after the things that God has placed within my heart. Or if someone else, like my brother, comes to me with an idea, and I'm like, that makes sense to me. Like, let's do it. I just feel like you just have to go for it. And I would encourage entrepreneurs, like, if you have an idea, like, just go for it. It's in you for a reason. I love it. I honestly love it. And um, yeah, girl, you know, I do my homework. I don't forget things. So yes, I remembered about the cleaning company. Yeah, totally forgot about that. It was so great. It was so wonderful. And I was so proud of you. Um, I wanted to listen. That's how we do. Um, (laughs) I wanted to ask you, right? Um, Tell me about, and you may have more, but tell me about three influential people in your life, right? List them out and then tell me what kind of impact did they have on your journey, be it law, be it um, other professional aspirations or just personal? Great question. Uh, First and foremost, I would say my grandmother. So um, my grandmother, she raised me for much of my early years and she was always a part of my life. Every step of my life, she was there and she just always reminded me to do the right thing, to be a good person, to be upstanding, um, to walk with God. Everything about her, she, she's literally the, the person who gave me the foundation for who I am. So I look up to her, look up to her um, as, mm-hmm. as the person of, of who I should try to emulate. You know, she's very gentle, very calm. I'm a Scorpio. I'm a little fiery sometimes, but <laughs> I look up to her because, um, yeah, like she was just so gracious. 
that's something that I always strive for. Um, so my grandmother, first and foremost. And then I would say, if I could group my brother and my mom together <laughs> as one. <laughs> yeah. I'd group them together as one. Uh, them, because again, they played so such an important role in my life and my career and everything. And they're just good people. You know, right. and I'm not just saying that just because they're my family, but they really yeah. are good people. Like if I'm wrong, they will tell me that I'm wrong and they show me in love. And that's something that I think is important as a person, you know, whether it's business or relationships or whatever, that those are important qualities. And then lastly, I would say my best friend Michelle, because she is absolutely crazy and she just lives life on the edge. And I think, you know, sometimes when you're ambitious and you have all these goals and you're so focused. You could mm-hmm. forget to live and to enjoy life. So I look up to Michelle because, like, she lives life, like, to the fullest. Like, she will call me right now and be like, uh, I think I'm going to move to Japan tomorrow. And, like, she will really move to Japan tomorrow. Right. Like, yeah, like, so she lives life and, and she just enjoys life. And I, I, I love that. So I would say Michelle is a great person. Shout nice. out to Michelle. <laughs> Shout out to Michelle. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I, I will co-sign what you... um said about your your mom and your brother uh because I know them and you know 100% right if something's not going right they're going to let you know um and there we go I'm going to call you mother um Nancy oh lord <laughs> we got many names in Jamaican family but um you know she's always been like a second mom to us because again right we have family bond like that bond that we have with our families is what pulls us together and like you said there's that parallel of it but yeah, when they talk about integrity, when you talk about just telling you as it is, right? Is what do you think about this? Nah, girl, it's not gonna work. Understood, right? Sometimes your feelings gotta be hurt, but it's not it done in a way that is like tearing you down. But you need right. that truth. Absolutely. And I've heard that a lot growing up. Like, I mean, you you had the right intentions, but your tone was a little off, you know? So they they definitely are people who call it how it is, and they they really do try to live by um, integrity and all the, the values that a, a good person should live by. So, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. My other question for you is: How has your faith played part into your journey? We've talked about you know the fact that yes, you're a child of God, and God has really been at the like he's the captain of the ship right but Mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about how your faith has really played into your journey so faith is the foundation of my journey I know that sounds cliche but it really is and I would not be here and be where I am without God and and just his grace and his favor on my life and I I mentioned this briefly before about law school and not knowing like how I was going to pay for it and literally I moved to D.C. I didn't know how it was going to work out. I was going to class every day and I was walking to the gym and this lady that works in financial aid, she was like, oh, did you get an email from us? So immediately I'm thinking like, okay, they're going to tell me the bill is due and I'm going to say I'm working on it or something, mm-hmm. you know? And then she's like, yeah, like the school decided to give you a full scholarship. And I literally start crying, like in front of the lady, in front of the gym, like, what do you mean? I didn't even apply for anything. And then she was like, don't cry, don't cry. By the way, it's for all three years. Like, granted, you don't flunk out when you pass. Oh, girl. <laughs> I was in shambles. I didn't work out that day. It's coming to my eyes right now. I can't explain to you. Tears came to my eyes, okay? And this happened, like, how many years ago? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. 
it's, it's just unbelievable. Like literally, I was like, I can I give you a hug? I just gave her a hug. Like I, I didn't know what to do because it's one thing to apply for something and put yourself out there, but it's another thing when it comes to you. Like it, it just came to me. And there's a scripture in the Bible that says your gifts make room for you and bring you before great men. And I feel like my story is the embodiment of that. Like I didn't have to go looking for it. Like they will come to you, and that's how you know you're you're in purpose. So faith is really the foundation of everything. Like I would not be here without God. I definitely couldn't afford law school. Even studying and graduating Kumari, like I couldn't have done that. Like having a job right. before I even started law school. Like there's just so many things that I so can talk things. about. So many things. And it's just like if you have a dream, even if you're not like a churchy person or you're not baptized or whatever, like just believe in God and just believe that it's possible and, and work towards it and God will work everything else out. And I'm not saying this because it's biblical or cliche. Like I'm saying it because I'm living proof that this right. is that the principle that works. Yeah. It's the truth. And it's <laughs> when you talk about the fact that you're like, this is just one story, right? Like this is just one story of what, of how faithful God has been in my life. And it's not because I'm deserving of it, right? It's just who he is. But I think I was, I was talking to my mom, um, I think a few months ago. And I said to her, I said, you know, we do a disservice to God when we don't talk about the good things that he's done for us, right? Like we, we do a disservice to God when it's always like, oh, you know, um, God is good. God is wonderful. God is loving. Tell people how good he is, right? Tell people how loving he is because just saying God is good. Yes, he is good, but tell them, listen. And that's where the book's going to come in, right? That's where the book's going to come in. We're going to talk about it. You know, <laughs> faith and law or, you know, the journey to law. I don't know what it is. The, you know, We'll we'll talk it out. We'll about talk it. About we'll, we'll work it out, right? But that's where yeah. the book. That's where the book. <laughs> that's where the book comes in. Um, but even just listening to you, sitting here, listening to you, hearing the story about just how you were able to afford, right, law school. I don't know. People don't even understand the amount of money some lawyers have in student loans because they went to law school and it's no job, right? And then the okay. fact that you, it's, it's expensive. Yeah. yeah. People don't know. And not only that, but girl, you went away to school. Right. 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 Yeah. Can we talk about even that, that right? was like, yeah, that was like a completely, so DC is just as expensive as New York City. And I learned that when I got there, I was like, thousand dollars for her? Like, what? What? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really expensive. But even that, like, God blessed me so that my firm, I was literally contemplating, like, should I ask my firm if I could work part-time? Because everyone went remote during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know if I can ask. Maybe I'm asking for too much. And literally, my mom was just like, just pray about it. Like, God will help you. And, you know, because our moms are, like, the same. Yeah. Like, they, the warriors, right? The prayer warriors. <laughs> She's like, you know, just pray about it. And I prayed about it. And would you believe... The following week, they were like, Katie, we don't know how you feel about this book. Would you like to work part-time? I mean, like, hello. What? Of course. <laughs> so that's how I, I was able to um, keep my job and work part-time yep. and afford my, an apartment in D.C. Yes. But yeah, like faith is everything. And just to put it in practical terms, because people might feel like this is 
kind of like ambiguous, like how do I pursue God and like how do I get to the place of favor? It's really just being real with God and praying and being in communication with him, like saying to him, like, God, I really want to go to med school or I really want to start my business. I don't know how to do it. I don't know what it's going to cost. I don't even know the first step to make. Send me the people, send me the mentors, send me the resources. You pray that prayer every single day and I guarantee you God will hear and things will just start to happen. You just have to continue to like be in communication with God. Communication. Yeah, you would definitely. I was was telling someone, I was like, you, you know, when you pray, you should hear the conversations I have with God in my car when I'm driving to work. I'm just like, (laughs) God, you know, this is what it is. Just be honest. He already knows. But like you said, he wants you to be in communication with him. Tell him what's going on with you. Um, And you would be surprised at, at, at how things work out, right? Like you would be surprised. So yeah. I, I honestly love that. I can't wait for the book to come out. I really can't. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there's so much, you know, because, you know, she's a star. She's a Scorpio. Um, but <laughs> I wanted to touch base on the Townsend Family Foundation and hear a little bit more about that. But just to put into perspective, that service has always been like there's faith. Like, I feel like if there was a building block or a pyramid of Cadian, mm-hmm. right. It's faith foundation, right. Faith, family service. Like those are the things that you, that, that keep you grounded. Right. So you guys have this foundation, your co-founder with your brother and you guys, even in the, in the little that you had, you still found a way to give back. So talk to the people about that and let us know more about it. Even though I know, but I want them to know. <laughs> I love that pyramid analogy. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, I might steal that. Go uh, but <laughs> but yes, uh, uh, giving back in service is definitely something that we try to keep and, and to do in everything that we do, whether it's business or philanthropy or church or whatever. Like serving people, it just brings me great gratification. And we started this foundation when we were in college. Yeah, we started this uh, when we were in college. It, there's a scholarship mainly for students at our old high school, Unidad High School. So basically they would have to write an essay talking about the challenges they've experienced, how they've overcome and how they plan to give back and to be of service to others. And the first year we did it, it was kind of like a test run and we had so many essays and reading the wow. stories of these students, it was unbelievable. Like people really go through life. Like they go through a lot of adversity. They go through so much and, just reading the story, like we, without a doubt, had to continue it because um, mm-hmm. we realized that we were making an impact. And even to this day, like we have students from past years, they write to us and they tell us like, you know, we're so grateful for how you guys helped us. And they've gone on to do great things in their career and even started other scholarship foundations. So yeah, yeah service to others is very important. And it's not just about giving people things, but in some way, like they feel so indebted or so grateful that someone saw them and helped them that it will help them and galvanize them to do whatever their purpose is and to help others. Right. So it's like a ripple effect. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's the pay it forward analogy. Um, right. You, and then people might think, listen, well, I don't have, you know, I can't start a scholarship foundation um, like Katie you'd be surprised what you can do right? If you can mentor someone, if you can um, 
even donate a little bit to, 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 to a school. They need supplies. So when we talk about service, right, I think folks always think like grand gestures. And you guys started this, you started this foundation when you were in college, right? So I want people to understand that there was no trust fund money, okay? I want them to understand, (laughs) I want them to understand because, you know, people are like, oh, wow, she started a foundation in college. No, there was no trust fund money, right? It was two, it was a brother and sister, right, who said, we don't have a lot. But what with with what we have, we wanna we wanna give back in some way, right? And they started this foundation, and like she said, it was the first one. It was they're like, let's see what happens, right? Not expecting to get a whole lot of letters, um, because folks might be like, well, who is who are you guys? Who's the, who's the Townsends, right? But again, legacy building. But they will know now, and they do know now. But when you when you think about it, you you started the scholarship fund and you were able to impact so many lives, right? You impact lives, you you gave what you guys could. And then in that, like you said, those folks years later are writing you guys and say, hey, you know, I did this for someone else or I did that for someone else. So it does have a ripple effect. But I want people to understand that just because, you know, Cadian started a foundation or co-founded the foundation, that doesn't mean that you have to feel the pressure to start a foundation yourself. I mean, you can and you should if you want to, but you can do little things as well, right? It all starts out with little things. And um I, I encourage service to anyone that's listening. It's always wonderful to pay it forward. It's always wonderful to give it back. But I want folks to see and understand that it was just an idea, right? It was just an idea. How can I do for those in my high school? Because that's just where I am, right? And from there, they kept it going. And it's been it's been operating now for how many years? Eight years. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love what you said. It's like a lot of people think like I don't have enough or I'll do it when I'm here or when I make this amount of money or whatever. But service is not just about money. Like yep. you're doing a service to to your listeners right now because someone's going to listen to this one day and be inspired. But someone who has a dream to one day start their own podcast is going to listen to this and they're going to hear things that you said or like the series that you put on and they're going to gain inspiration from that. Time is one of the greatest forms of service just contributing your time that could be something we we live in america we're so wasteful like oh. we start the first time that we um did the scholarship i think we, it was 500 dollars. so between my brother and i we said okay during the summer like we're gonna work and you know we're gonna put aside money i'll give 250 you give 250 and that's really how it came about um and i think for the average person like it, 250 dollars like we waste so much money on yeah. other things like people spend that much amount on shoes yep. you know what i mean or like an outfit or a night at the club you going out so. to new york city definitely paying more than that you know what i mean so yeah, yeah i think it's just being intentional about doing what you say you want to do yeah i i like how you put it in the idea of being wasteful. One of the things I said in the 10 things for 2023 is um, practicing uh, some form of minimalism, meaning that I don't need anything, right? And I don't want anything. The fact that I'm able to want 
where I am right now is, is a privilege, right? It, it's a privilege. And I think we don't realize how privileged we are to have access to the things that we have. Um, so much so that you like, you're right. You could go out and you could spend $250 and be like, eh, oh, I, you know, I did $250. It's not that bad. So your time though, that's priceless. So the fact that mm -hmm. you guys took time and you worked and you saved, and then from there, right, it build into the foundation. I just, I think it's absolutely wonderful and absolutely beautiful. And I mean, I tell you all the time how proud I am of you. Um, but I will let the people know again, <laughs> I'm extremely proud of you. Um, Kadian. it's wonderful to see you are inspiring, you're enterprising, you're ambitious. Um, but most of all, you are a woman of integrity. Right. And I think that's something that's just beyond. So we are actually at the end of the podcast, at least for my questions, but you mentioned um, the Global Jamaica Diaspora Council. You are campaigning for this. And I want you to take some time to talk to the people about it because it's important. We got to represent for our people. Um, so tell, some, tell, us, tell us a little bit more about that. Yes. So the Global Jamaica Diaspora Council, it is an advisory board to the Jamaica government. Specifically, we work Close, I'm saying we because I'm trying to manifest that I'm going to join the board. You go and do it, girl. We work very closely with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and uh, Foreign Trade. So basically, the board is responsible for advising the Jamaican government on issues that impact Jamaicans abroad. And that can look like very different things, right? So if you are an entrepreneur and you're interested in how you could invest back home in Jamaica, though you live abroad, that's something that we could collaborate in and talk about ideas, how we could do that. Or if you are someone who want to be of service and you want to contribute to our um, healthcare system, which desperately needs reform, um, that's something that we could collaborate with. Or if you're into education and you want to give back or you want to send books or you want to be of service to try to host a career day at a school in Jamaica, that's something that we could probably collaborate and facilitate. So it's basically just trying to connect Jamaicans abroad in the United States and Canada and in the UK. Um, back to our home and, and contributing back and, and building our, our country. And shameless plug, I don't know when this I don't know when this is gonna air, but if you guys are in New York tomorrow, and I think you can stream online, but I will be on uh Irie Jam Radio at eight o'clock with the other candidates. So please feel free to tune in. Uh yeah, guys, please tune in, Irie Jam Radio. Um and what I was gonna ask is you know, is it only for Jamaicans living in New York? But you, you, you clarified that that it's for Jamaicans living in the UK, USA, and Canada. So, people are people. You have no excuse. Okay, I need y'all to vote. The link will be in the bio. Okay, I will be putting the link in the show notes for this podcast. Voting is up until the twenty seventh, right? January twenty seventh. Yeah, the twenty seventh. But let me just clarify. So the board consists of members of, of people living in Canada, UK, and the United States. However, I'm going for the board position for the Northeast region mm -hmm. because I live in New York. So only people who live in New York could vote for me. So if you live in New York, please vote. Click on the link that Sabrina's going to post. Um, please vote. And, and yeah, let me know what you guys think that we should do or what, what interests you and, and how would you want to stay connected with our country? So, yeah. 
I love it. And and let me just say, while New Yorkers alone can vote, I will say people of the diaspora, if you're in UK and you have family in New York, please give them the link to vote for Kadian. Okay. If you're in Canada and you have folks in New York, give them the link to vote for Kadian. Okay. Don't yeah. tell us, oh, well, I'm in the UK. No, no. You know, people in New York send out a face. I don't know if y'all use Facebook anymore. Right. Send out some kind of a blast. Okay. We need to send the bat signal out there. KT vote. Okay. Right. right. The <laughs> Northeast region. So New York, DC, Maryland. We live in the Northeast. We can vote for me. Yes. Vote, 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 vote for Kadian, please. Kadian, thank you so much for chilling with me today. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Leap of Faith series. I am so proud of you. Um, I can't wait to just continue to cheer for you as you go along um, in your journey. It is beautiful to see. <laughs> and I love and I pray that God will continue to keep you, right, as you go um, with the with the foundation of Faith, family, service, mm, the pyramid you. of kitty. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you so much, Bree. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you. I'm so excited about everything that you're doing, the lives that you're changing, and the platform that you are giving to people to be able to share their stories. You're definitely making an impact, and I'm just excited for what's to come. Thank you, girl. <laughs> Folks, don't forget to rate the podcast, share it with a friend. Make sure you vote for KDN. I will be linking the information in the show notes you have until the 27th. Um, she is doing big things and we want to continue to support her. Uh, if you have questions, please feel free. Drop me a line. Um, I will have it sent over to KDN. Drop me a line at talkswithbreepod at gmail.com. Any questions that you may have, please let me know and I will make sure that I get them over to her. And if you want to just follow me on the IG, if you want to see a picture of KDN, please follow the pod. Talks with Brie underscore pod on Instagram. Follow the pod. That's right. (laughs) And this episode, you will be able to see this episode um, on Spotify. I'm still contemplating if I'm going to try to do what I can do to make it go on the YouTube page. Let's see what happens. Um, But this episode, you will definitely be able to see on Spotify because we recorded this episode as a video. Um, <laughs> so please make sure that you check it out. Um, you will be able to hear the audio on all the streaming platforms um, for your podcast. Uh, but I will. I think I'm going to try to just pop that as a YouTube video, um, Kadian. I will totally work should. on it. I'm going to try. I'm, I'm working on it. People need it. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Uh, folks, I wish you all an amazing week. And as you go through the week, don't forget to take a moment, be present, be still, remember where you are, and appreciate where you've been. This is Sabrina and my guest, Kadian, signing out till next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.